Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and this is part two of our regular season in review. I got together with Aram in Toronto, and we talked about some of the things that we loved about the season, some things we didn't really appreciate too much, but it was a lot of fun just kind of talking about the regular season before jumping into the playoffs and the postseason. So check out part one if you haven't yet. The link to that will be in the show notes below. All right. Enjoy. It's something that's more fun than the awards. Um, like I mentioned, I, you know, I'll generally uh, mostly just watch the Warriors games and kind of be able to go through the league by watching their opponents. And so um, through the whole season, because you, you've watched all of the games, um, yeah. who, who are maybe your top three favorite non-Warriors players this year? Top three favorite non-Warriors First one is Anthony Edwards. Uh, I I liked him pre-draft 2020. I was like entertaining like the idea in my head of like, wow, what if you have Steph and Clay and then you bring like this change of pace guy Edwards off the bench? And I've just enjoyed seeing him play. You know, he's he's a fun guy to watch, and his athleticism is 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 insane. And if he was playing like in a bigger market, man, like it'd be it'd be crazy. That that dude is legit good yeah. he's one of the reasons why i didn't want the warriors really to face the timberwolves in the first round just because he's such an x factor and he could just like go off yeah you know he could drop like 40 on the warriors and no one could stop him so uh i like watching him play um <laughs> i like watching john morant but i don't really like John Morant that much probably because <laughs> he's on the Grizzlies. Just again, sheer athleticism. Uh, I would love to see both he and Edwards uh, go into the uh, uh, dunk contest, but whatever. And then um, uh, I will say, <laughs> uh, man, also I have a couple more, but I will say just uh, Kent Bazemore. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No, I was, not, I was not expecting that. The dude played like 35, 36 games and I, he, he didn't play much. Haircut. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. hairstyle. Looks very LA. looks good. Um, <laughs> but I, I mentioned him because he didn't play much, but whenever I would see him, I'd be like, Oh yeah, man, that dude chose one year with the Lakers over like a two year <laughs> contract with the Warriors. And you know, it would just kind of like, you know, make me, you make way more money than I do, but um, it would just kind of make me chuckle, you know, just how, how things play out and everything. So um, I, I have to admit, I think when he left, I was kind of part of the Warriors fandom that was like, not that it was about him. It was about like, no, like he went to the Lakers. No, the Lakers are a more attractive place for people to go to right now. No. Right. Um so I mean, and and he was decent on a terrible Warriors team last year. So, so uh, yeah, I've yeah. Wow, I was not expecting that name. <laughs> <laughs> so nice, nice, uh, nice. Uh, you ain't getting uh, that content nowhere else. <laughs> no, can't paste more content. Um, so my my top ones would be. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. Is um, you know, I'm in Toronto. Um, I mean, Scotty Barnes has been uh like if if there's any other team i'll i'll occasionally tune into the raptors games and scotty barnes is i love that guy and you know i love kaminga 
uh, and what he'll be for us. But man, you, you watch Scotty Barnes and like the Raptors made a brilliant choice there. And um, I mean, he's, he's already kind of like a star here. It's not a lot of like commercials and stuff locally. Um, I mean, he's got that big smile and uh, he's very charismatic and he's just gotten, you know, better and I mean, can do everything, but but I mean, so Scotty Barnes and basically the entire 2021 draft. I mean, right. I think we were so focused on it and like tankathon, 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 meeting <laughs> all the prospects and whatnot. That um, I mean, you said it a little bit before, just like you know, we do live in such an age of like hyperbole. So for people to say like this may be such a, a great draft, and they said that two years ago, and for it to actually deliver on that is has been really cool and yeah. um i mean even like i'll on nba tv i'll i'll watch a little bit of a orlando magic game i want to see uh uh franz wagner and uh, yeah. jalen suggs i want to see those guys like yeah i when we play the kings it's like yeah let's see davion mitchell like imagine him uh instead of moses moody right like um and mm-hmm. so it it's been it's been awesome to see this draft class i mean um and i really agree i think it 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 may it may rival that 96 class so uh we'll see we'll see um i mean i think like i mentioned him in my mvp uh picks and stuff like i mean Giannis is special and he's just like so dominant and to the point where like um if i ever ran into like uh jim barnett and i guess i could just tweet him but i'd ask like is is Giannis kind of like like if Wilt Chamberlain played right now would he be Giannis like similar size and just like freak athleticism like power and speed and just like and and skill I mean I think Wilt maybe have would have been a little bit more skilled in some ways but I mean Mm -hmm. but honest Giannis has just added to his bag so much this year so yeah um I mean he's just like he's like a video game um, and, and my last one, uh, I've, <laughs> I've always like mentioned him, uh, throughout the year, but man, I, I love Isaiah Stewart. Um, yeah. whenever I see the Pistons play like that, that's my guy. And, um, you know, it, it his, uh, his bloody nose, uh, rampage that, that certainly helped because like, it's hey, like a cut, you, like I had a cut over yeah. his eye. Oh, it was, it was his it was eye. Like it wasn't his Way nose. worse okay. than a bloody nose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, I love that. And the guy plays at such an edge, but he's, uh, and he went over it on, on that, but you love it when you see guys show how much they care. I mean, he was enraged, right? Uh, yeah. you know, uh, and so he plays with an edge. He's so tough. He's relentless. And, um, and he's really developing. And, you know, we, we grew up watching nineties basketball. He reminds me of like a, like a, like a Charles Oakley Charles type, Oakley. Yeah. you know, but For just sure. like, but because you always think you're like, Oh, Charles Oakley couldn't play now. Like he would have no shot. And it's like, Isaiah Stewart, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's covering those pick and rolls like pretty well, like being on an Island with against uh, smaller guys. And um, yeah. I, can you just can you just imagine if that had happened to James Wiseman? Like I would have like, uh, <laughs> like oh wait wait you mean getting an ounce? Cut? Yeah, I would have loved an oh, ounce yeah. of that in James Wiseman. Uh, just like the fieriness to come after LeBron. Like I would have like I, obviously I don't think Wiseman <laughs> would do that, but just the uh, 
that that like i loved i applauded that so much i was like oh, I oh yeah this is great you know it's yeah. fantastic that's actually one of the more uh entertaining moments of the of the season outside of the actual game play yeah. you know what i mean totally not that i wanted to see a brawl per se but i was no, like, no, you no. know <laughs> i mean it wasn't gonna get to that anyway like it, it, you know the game's not like that now, so. what if he gets like lebron in a headlock that'd be kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so th- those are our uh top three favorite players okay um i want to know who are your top three hated players you just like you can't stand these dudes um in no particular order i'll start with uh russ Mm. uh i don't like russell westbrook's game i don't like i don't i haven't liked his game ever you know like i mean you know i'm one of the believers that he is a stat, stat stuffer when he, you know, was getting all those triple doubles and everything. And I'm not denying that he's skilled and that he's good, um, whatnot. But the thing that actually really, really, really has bugged me about him this year is that, you know, everybody says, like, Russell Westbrook will do whatever it takes to win, you know? And, like, he's just – it's so intense. He gets so emotional. And, like, that's what makes him so great. But, like, I'm like – but he'll do whatever it takes to win, except what the team needs him to do to win. You know what I mean? It's like he won't play this role if it's better for the team. He won't come off the bench if it's better for the team. But, like, he'll try hard and he'll take those tough, difficult shots because he wants to win, even though that's not helping the team win. So that's my biggest gripe and, like, the hypocrisy of, like, the the Russell Westbrook uh mistake and then the whole west brick thing like i don't want to get too into that because i think it's silly but like it's a nickname he's been talking smack to people for years he's been rocking the baby yeah. for years he's been doing all this stuff and it's like oh that's that's out of bounds you know like it's not it's yeah. not a slur <laughs> it's not yeah. that even like you know it's it's actually quite just descriptive you know <laughs> <laughs> like, and um, side of the backboard you know <laughs> so like you know, uh, you know, for for a guy who dishes it, I would hope that he could take it. And he, you know, associates it with like his family and his kids. And I get that to some extent, but like, I, I don't think there's like a loss of uh, uh, perspective there, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, who else? I don't, uh, I mean, I could just go down the Lakers roster, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know how here, while, while you think of one. I'll give you I'll give you one of mine because it's it's basically that. It's kind of like and I don't know if it's like hated, but it's like Yeah. Uh Anthony Davis. Like I'm like disappointed. It's just like he's like a it's like a shell and and um and it's like annoying. Just like the he's like talking smack about Phoenix and like oh they got yep. lucky and it's just like dude, like you you can't stay healthy. <laughs> like you're not in any yeah. position to be talking, you know, like this. Yeah. And and just like how how far he's 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 fallen from. Um so it's just like super annoying and and just like the way he will crumple in in games. And I don't know if he's actually crumpling. I think he's flopping and and then of <laughs> course, you know, uh uh you know we are Warriors fans. Um, so of course, like LeBron, like I can't, it's just like the, all the like manipulating. I just like, I've never yeah. liked it. Like the talent is undeniable, but just like the, 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 like, I think it was somebody pointed out that like, you know, he, 
like they were going into the tank and he, you know, he became the scorer, you know, I'm going to do what the team needs. Right. And it's just like, I think you're trying to get a scoring title, you know, I think you're trying and, to catch Kareem this season, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, and then there was even a point where people were marveling at all the points he was scoring. And he's like, you know, people, people didn't believe I was a scorer. And then it's like, and then so, there was a journalist who was like, no, that was you that said that. You said that you're not really a scorer. <laughs> like, remember that? <laughs> like, Did he respond to that? No, no, it wasn't in a scrum, but it was like, uh, I think it was on the um, uh, the tampering podcast uh, the, okay. The, okay. on the Athletic. They, they yeah. brought that up. It's like, oh, remember when LeBron actually said he wasn't a scorer? He's more of a distributor, which he did say, I remember. Um, so it's like, you know, the shifting narratives, the like the manipulations, the passive aggressiveness, the like trying to get on the warriors. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, like since you mentioned those two guys, I'll uh they were on my list, so I won't count them on my list. <laughs> and trust me, I don't want like this long segment of just like, you know, who we don't like. But I will say about <laughs> Andy Davis is that um what bugs me is that like again, a lot of the stuff is just like what what people say. Right. And, and it's, it, that's what bothers me. It's like the whole thing about Phoenix got lucky, the stuff about like, Oh, if we'd only been healthy, he's talking like some guy who actually sounds insecure now, you know, mm-hmm. about his place and about his ability to stay healthy. He's probably, you know, hearing a lot of flack on, on social from other people and whatever, but he, you know, like we all know that whatever the, uh, those three guys on the Lakers, they played 21 games. They were 11 and 10. Not so great. Steph, Clay, Draymond, they played 11 minutes. Hey, how about that? Denver didn't have Jamal Murray all season and Michael Porter Jr. for most of the season. And so, like, you know, I'm just tired of, like, that kind of BS, you know, like, own up to it, maybe, you know, talk about how, like, you know, uh, injuries, whatever, like, he, uh, I, you know, I read how he's like, these aren't ticky tack injuries. And I'm like, that's the point, man. That, that's the point. These injuries you're suffering through aren't like little, t- we're not questioning your toughness. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I'm not like we're questioning your frailty, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you can be frail and then not have ticky tack injuries like a, a busted ankle or an MCL. And yeah, sure. Like some of them were, it just happens in the course of a game, but yeah, stuff happens in the course of a game and you just crumble and fold. So I think uh, it's a combination of bad luck, but like also it's, it's who he is. And, you know, we talked about this beginning of the season that we didn't believe in the Lakers because we didn't believe in Anthony Davis's ability to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the bottom line. Like I, I didn't think it would, like that's why I didn't think the Lakers would pull through. I didn't think they would be this bad, you know, mm-hmm. that combined with like uh, the Russell Westbrook poor fit, it, kind of made sense that they weren't going to be uh, uh, that good. Again, I was wondering, I was thinking that maybe they'd be able to be in the top four or five, but I didn't expect them to be this, this, um, this bad, you know? Yeah. Like, like you said, we, I guess we shouldn't go on too negative, but uh, you got any other players just like annoy you. <laughs> um, well, I've talked about Trey Young before, so uh, I won't belabor that one. Although um, I watched him in the last Warriors game when they played, like the last month, and you know I could respect his game a little bit. You know, as a as a little dude out there, he does bait for fouls, but like he does have game. Right? Like yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. that. And uh, 
he has a really good team built around him. Travis Schlenk did a good job. And it's crazy because once that Luca, Trey, Young trade happened, I was like, oh my God, what an awful trade for the Hawks. So, you know, he's, he's uh, outside of the baiting for fouls. Um, he's, he's been pretty good. So I don't hate him. I don't dislike him as much as I used to. Yeah. But um, the last one I'll mention really quickly is uh, Dylan Brooks. Ooh. Uh, I, Dylan Brooks is one of those guys that if he's on your team, he's like Draymond. You love him, yeah. right? Yeah. But <laughs> his scowling is so corny to me. It's <laughs> you know, super corny. It, it's, it's not even that like, oh, I don't like him because he – it's so good on defense and he's always up in Steph's face. I don't care about that. I mean, that's, that's what you do, you know? Sure. If you're willing to do that, that's what most guys should do, but they don't. But, uh, the, like the, I'm a tough guy. I'm, I'm her, I'm Dylan Brooks. I'm, I'm like mean mugging everybody. I'm like, eh, you know, kind of epitomizing that, uh, Memphis Grizzlies haven't won anything yet. Mm-hmm. Vibe, you know, they're a good team, but like, you know, stomp your feet after you've, uh, You've uh, hung up a couple banners or at least like a Western Conference title, you know? Yep, yep. All right, well, things to talk about still. I mean, uh, kind of off your uh, Trey Young take is uh, is a guy I just I actually don't really like watching play is Luca. Um, <laughs> I mean, it you know, he's incredible at what he does. I just don't like watching the way he plays and the way that team is centered around him. I mean, he's like, uh, he's like a better James Harden and I didn't like James Harden either. (laughs) Right. Like, just like, okay, let's see what, let's see what this guy does. Like the heliocentric offense, um, whatnot. Um, like, I just don't, I don't really like that kind of basketball. Um, so I hope we don't, match up with them in the playoffs because I just don't want to watch games like that, <laughs> to be honest. Um, also, they play stuff. But, and then the other one is like, okay, it's a it's two guys, um, and it's not their fault, um, but they annoy me because uh, uh, because of the way other people talk about them. And it's, uh, and it's uh, Pokashevsky uh, on the Thunder and uh, Shen Goon on the Rockets. And it's like their games are like idiosyncratic and a little funny. Um, but I just, I, I'm annoyed by them because the way that like hipster, uh, hipster <laughs> basketball people talk about them, like uh, I, it just really bugs me. Um, and I think there's some like, I, I don't know. I think there's some biases that play into that too. I mean, and, and part of it is, you know, they are, they are coming from, uh, you know, basketball regions that are, uh, you know, off the North American track, you know, so they do yeah. have different style and, uh, and I'm sure that's what allures people to them, but it's also like, okay, just get over it. You know, like we don't have to bring them up every time. Yeah. Yeah. To. So I, I, I don't hear much chatter about them. I hear the uh, Pushchevsky, whatever his name is. Uh, um, <laughs> you sound like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't sound like Andrew Perkins. But <laughs> I think you just, I mean, and rightfully so, you just don't like basketball hipsters. <laughs> I guess so.
The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play in, get a risk free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I got one last one for you. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, what's your most petty basketball take? Um, <laughs> mine, mine is I just want to segue from what you already said. It's like Memphis, like, okay, you want all the smoke. Okay, I get it. Like, and then it's like, you've had a great season, exciting team, all of this stuff. But like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it until you do something. What did you do last playoffs? You won one playoff game, you know, against mm-hmm. the Jazz. So, like, just like, just, you know, look, everybody likes young teams on the up, you know, like, and we were that one time. And so maybe yeah. this is also like old, old man talk. Right. Sure. And it's also, but I, but it's also, they're being like hella petty about like, you know, Andre Iguodala didn't play for you. Like, so what? I'm sure the front office was in on that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like it, they, they, that happens all the time that literally happens all the time (laughs) and and a veteran gets traded to a team and they would prefer a different situation it's like it's the player uh empowerment era like do you guys not understand this it's just like they're just like trying to find all these angles to feel slighted and it's just like um that's that's your jam that's the attitude you're gonna play with that's fine um (laughs) but uh Let's see you do something first. Let's see you win a series first. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of those fans too, like, you know, they're they're carrying the uh the nightmares of uh those losses to the Warriors in the playoffs and in general, you know, over the dynasty years. Um for me, my my petty take, I mean I don't know how petty it is, but like uh it's it's not so much about particular player or team, it's well, it's it's about a player. It's just like all the people who were so hard up for Davion Mitchell at number seven in the draft. I, I just remember like so many people going off the rails about Jonathan Kaminga and how it's a terrible pick. And it's like Joe Lacob is, you know, worried about the bottom line and he's ignoring the Steph Curry uh, prime and the end of his prime and this era and everything. It's disrespectful, all that stuff. And I know it wasn't everybody because like, and I've talked about this a lot during the season. Uh, and every now and then when uh, 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 Jonathan Kaminga has a really good game, I would just tweet out like, shout out to all the people who wanted Davion Mitchell instead. You know? <laughs> I think I probably tweeted that about three times this year. But because um, uh, to me, like, 
you know, these are because these are people who are like rabidly, passionately saying like, oh, yeah, staff is like, oh, we got to, you know, win now, win now, you know, trade the trade the farm, you know, I'm like Bradley Peel. Yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff. But like even Davion Mitchell, because I mean, whatever, he's a rookie still, but like 23-year-old rookie, like, oh, yeah, he could give us like minutes and everything. And you're like, what we need, backup, a backup point guard. But it's like, no, man, you take the best player available unless you just start watching basketball or following the draft in the NBA in the last two years. You know what I mean? Like not taking the best player available has burned many a team and many a Warriors season. <laughs> <laughs> by not doing that so like i i have some receipts some like uh, uh screen grab uh and bookmark tweets from people and like just uh you know saying saying uh ridiculous stuff about that pick uh but i will also say though like there are a ton of people because i've subsequently like looked for more tweets <laughs> but i uh there were people who we're like, oh yeah, all for it. You know, they they love the Kaminga pick and everything. So it wasn't like, you know, everybody was against it, but there were some very like vocal people, vocal podcasters, you know, uh, who were saying that uh, drafting Kaminga, not trading him, uh, as well as Moody, was a bad bad idea. And if the Warriors lose, and they don't win the title, they might come back and say, see, it was a bad idea. And I'll be like, get, get you know. Get that, get that out of here, man. <laughs> this is the most negative episode I've ever done, man. Yeah. I I, 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 I brought that. I brought that today. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. no, uh, no, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, bottom line, man, this, this season, it delivered on the promise of all the storylines, not just for the Warriors, but for every team. And yeah. there was like a ton of drama. And... Yeah, I called the Ben Simmons stuff nonsense earlier. And to me, it is kind of nonsense to tired of hearing about it. But I will not deny the fact that sometimes I would just read about it and be like, whoa, this is like fascinating stuff because I'd never seen it before in the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, a situation like that. And that result, you know, resulting in a hardened trade, the Kyrie Irving, you know, sitting out because uh, vaccinations and just everything up and down the the season in the league, like it really is a long season. I hope they shorten it a little bit, Yeah, but I truly enjoyed it because last season was kind of meh, right? Especially as a Warriors fan. Um, and the season before that was terrible. Uh, and then the season before that was, I mean, that was a lifetime ago. It feels like, uh, and, and you know, like, and I dig the fact that there's other teams that are good. Obviously I want the Warriors to win. I would love it if they were as dominant as they were in the KD years, but there's a huge part of me that, loves the fact that like we're seeing this team develop evolve and just adjusting all that stuff you know what i mean absolutely yeah i mean the the dominant kd teams were like incredible to watch you knew watching them you're like i'm never gonna see this again but there's something about the the fight of and just seeing these guys who have done it but haven't done it in a while and you know do they have it still in them seeing that challenge right you Mm want to you want to see if these like all-time greats have have a few more a few more runs in them you know it's like the uh it's the uh the one last job kind of uh storyline right like Mm -hmm. uh 
one, one last championship and then I'm out, you know, <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. thing, right? And and we love those kinds of stories and, and we love these players. We love their character and their history. And, yeah. uh, and you know, excited for their near future. You know, everybody that thinks like the Suns are like by – by far the best team in the league. They are a very, very good team, and they have the best record by far. But they're not the Warriors in terms of, like, them versus the competition from 2015 to 2019 or something, you know? Um, So, again, if Steph, Dre, Clay stay healthy and start clicking – um, I like our chances. I won't say anything beyond that because for all you listeners, uh, Aram and I will be back for a playoff preview episode right. in a few days, a couple days. I don't know. Uh, sometime soon. Um, in just a couple playoffs, days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. After the play-in round uh, so that we know what the uh, series, what all the series are going to be. So we'll be talking about that and then we'll we'll get into more of this stuff and we won't be talking petty takes and who we dislike the most. <laughs> we just had to tie some things up, okay? Get some things yeah. off our chest before the play. Cathartic, cathartic, cathartic. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aram in Toronto. I don't know, maybe, man, maybe next year I just call you Aram Collier. <laughs> you know, I like Aram in Toronto. That's like Okay, Aram in Toronto it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Always good to have you. Anytime. All right. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E P I N O, or at Oakland Warriors. You can hit up Aram at Aram Collier, A R A M C O L L I E R. Checks out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes below. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and as a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.